Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister, and we're booting up. We are booting up. That's right. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yes. For people who don't know, the, my show Boot Up is now back on the air. Uh, I found myself fairly unemployed lately. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> hey, you know what? I never gave that show the chance that it deserved. Yeah, people seem to like it, Jason. Good job. Yeah. Do you do a Friday one? Do you double down? No. Hell okay. no. All no, right. this is Friday. Okay. People want Friday. <laughs> they, can, they can pay us and get this a little earlier. That's All the right. way Fridays work. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, I may end up doing a Sunday show, though, just to wrap up with all the stuff we talked about. Um, (laughs) And for anybody that doesn't know, the idea of boot up is it's just tech news in 10 minutes, straight dish on the stuff that generally that we don't even cover, Um, you know, the boring news. But it's it's it is the the links that don't make the show. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> the, the the unfunny stuff. Uh, it's uh, commute friendly, for, so it's only ten minutes. But I'm, I it's written so uh, my dad can understand it. So a seventy five year old non tech person can get the gist of it, and I explain right. more complicated terms as we go. If there's something that is a little bit more complicated, I will take a little bit of time to explain it. So it is your parents' podcast. Jason, what's a nift? What is a nifty? <laughs> <laughs> well, Brian, let's talk about nifties for a second. Okay. I saw this headline and I just had it's a, it just it just cracked me up. NFT bro laments that nobody is buying expensive JPEGs anymore. <laughs> wah, wah. Obviously he did not get he was not on the Discord channel that told him to pivot. Yeah. To, to AI. To AI. <laughs> yeah, it's like, dude, we're over in the other we're in the new Discord channel. Come on, come over here. <laughs> Maybe he was too bro for the bros. Yeah, I mean, I still occasionally see the GMs on the Twitter, and I'm yeah. like, God bless you, going down with the ship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we know where your kid's college fund is stashed. I, I think at sure. some point it's gotten down to like five people selling NFTs to each other. I think yeah. that's it. Yeah. That's kind of it. It's like that's musical kind of chairs. It. One person's going to be stuck holding them all as soon as the music stops playing. Yeah. Uh, hopefully it's Jimmy Fallon. because. <laughs> After that thing he did with Paris Hilton, come on, he deserves it. That's true. He deserves it. I wonder how that show's going with uh, Seth Green. I bet that's been uh, shit canned. <laughs> shit canned. Yeah, that's a, that's the word I was looking for. The, the, it's the contraction <laughs> I was looking for. Especially yeah. after he spent all that money to buy back the bored ape that he had stolen. Oh, geez. What wonderful, <laughs> what fun and wonderful days those were. I as know. As we sat here and laughed and laughed and laughed. <laughs> oh, man. It was just hours and hours of entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it doesn't stop the Trump train from rolling because mm-hmm. Melania Trump has just uh, released an Apollo 11 NFT. Sure. That's brand. on brand. Why yeah, not? right on brand. <laughs> Even though NASA says, please don't do that. They went ahead and did it anyway, and it is god awful ugly. It looks like uh, it looks like an iPod, an old iPod, an original iPod, but instead of the click wheel, it's got the moon, and uh, mm. it's in it's in Bryce uh, Bryce Chrome spinning. So it looks right. like kind of like a rave flyer from the nineties. Um, 
But if you want one, they're 75 bucks, and out of the 500 available, uh, there are 465 left. So you can jump right on that one. <laughs> 465 idiots out there. Yeah, I mean, she took a photo from NASA's archives, uh, which is a violation of their image usage rules. So, um, again, on brand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's break the law. Right on brand. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. In the news. Well, uh, Russia looked over at the USA and uh, there are strange rules about trying to ban TikTok that are all over the place and said, wait, hold my vodka. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> so, yes, they are trying to ban government employees from using Apple devices for official state use, according to the Financial Times. As of Monday, the country's trade ministry will prohibit the use of iPhones for all work purposes. Other agencies, including Russia's telecommunications and mass media ministry, love that they <laughs> call it a ministry, either have similar mandates already in place or plan to begin enforcing one soon. Apple did not respond to any uh, requests for comment. Uh, but basically, yeah, they're just saying, uh, yeah. Uh, we believe that the U.S. has put spying devices on all of our Apple products. Okay. Comrade, you must now have green bubble. Sorry. Yes. Uh, apparently, <laughs> they will allow people to <laughs> green bubble. <laughs> uh, the red revolution to the green bubble. That's how well it's going over there. That's how it is, um, yep. Yep. So, yeah, they're basically saying, you know, you can use it for personal purposes, um, but uh, no, no more work. Okay. Mm. There you go. Yeah, I wonder how that BYOD policy is going to go at the Kremlin. I can't sure wait for the knockoff Apple products that they'll start rolling out, like the fake McDonald's that they had to do. <laughs> Great. Delicious. <laughs> Biggie Mackie. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, Grimace is red over there. <laughs> it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, another little bit of fantastic news, though. Tesla directors have been ordered to pay $735 million back to the company because they kind of dipped into the coffers a little too deep. As far as I can tell, this is the only thing that they have ever done. They certainly True. aren't putting any guardrails on Elon. No, no. I, I, I didn't even know Larry Ellison was on the board until I read this. <laughs> that was that's how much i know about the tesla board yeah. um yeah so they're going to give that back and uh, not take any pay for a couple of years to to make up for it but i mean the real thing is we need to start looking for the lawsuits uh that we're going to get news out of this lawsuit that's going up against elon right now because his paycheck is 56 billion dollars he can even buy another twitter for that <laughs> i was about to say gotta pay for twitter somehow <laughs> he's he's eyeing blue sky you know he can oh, get a boy. deal I think he's going to go for Mastodon. Come on. Yeah. Uh, well, in other Tesla news, um, this one just I, – I, I mean I banged my head into a wall five times when I read this. I was Tesla, screaming. I was screaming. <laughs> Tesla computer. plans to license its full self-driving system to other automakers. Yes, that full self-driving system that is not a full self-driving system that is being investigated for being called a full self-driving system and that causes crashes. Now available – and your BMW. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Thanks. I really do hope that other uh, auto and car manufacturers are kind of looking at this and going, uh, pass. Thanks. Yeah, hard pass. Hard, hard pass, pass on this. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, we're going to stick with LiDAR. Thank you very much, Elon. <laughs> Death is oh. a service. That's kind of it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and uh, yeah, they do have a new investigation over a fatal fetal crash. Unfortunately, a uh, a young child, a three month old child, was killed in another incident involving their quote unquote full fucking self driving system. 
uh, back in Tahoe. Uh, so, yeah, great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and then from my uh, yeah, just, okay. uh, anyways, yeah. <laughs> from my internet's gonna internet file, an email typo has reportedly sent millions of U.S. military messages to Molly because there's .ml for Molly and .mil for the military, mm-hmm. and people are typing it incorrectly. Seems to me this is a pretty simple fix. Yeah, yeah. You, everybody you just, just needs your, to get a get a copy your, of Text Expander for everybody in the military, <laughs> or you simply set your mail exchange to automatically forward it to .mil instead of .ml. I, this mm-hmm. can be done pretty quickly, but apparently nobody's gotten on that, and there are hundreds of thousands of emails, some of which, uh, well, none of them were marked classified, but still contained sensitive data about U.S. military personnel, contractors, and families. Uh, exposed information from these missent emails includes maps of installations. I already got that from TikTok. Photos of bases, <laughs> got that as well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> identity documents on the dark web, and I've just gotten super froggy. California dust, man. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, they are, I guess, now going to look at this because enough people have screamed about it and try to figure out something to do. Uh, See previous comments. We solved it for you already. And this is also the Department of Defense. Can't we just take over Molly? It would be cheaper. Actually, you're right. Just from a budgetary perspective, we should just take them over. (laughs) We know how much it costs to get anything done with government IT. It would probably be faster to just send a few missiles and a submarine or two and say, ours. You're ours now. Thank you for your domain. (laughs) Yes, thank you for shopping. Um, And this was an interesting, interesting uh, lawsuit that came out. Uh, Photographers Alex Hunley and Matthew Brower tried to sue Instagram because – They posted some of their photographs on Instagram Mm -hmm. and then news outlets, Time and BuzzFeed, took those photographs and embedded Mm -hmm. them into a news story. Yes, this is the Pinterestification. Well, here's the thing. They're saying, no, you can't do that. Those are our photographs. They're showing up on on these stories. Well, that's a feature, not a bug, because you allow people to embed your post. Most people are happy about it because they are getting the uh, quote unquote exposure. Exposure. Yes, yes. Yes. These guys, these guys were not happy with the exposure. So they sued Instagram and uh, the court said, uh, no, it is a feature and not a bug. Dumbass. See, now, again, I'm not a lawyer. I'm just married to one. But wouldn't you want to go after BuzzFeed and Time, the people that actually appropriated your images, not the service that allowed them to do so that you also use? Uh, they may have done that as well. I didn't okay. care enough to to give the very best. <laughs> Fair enough. But but it, it comes down. I mean, the, mo- the the more interesting part is definitely the Instagram side of it because they allowed it to happen because that is a feature, not a bug. Yeah, uh, yes. because the the photographs never left Instagram servers because it was an embed. Um, so here's the kid. Here's the you know the shocking revelation, kids. If you have photographs that you may someday want to sell to a news organization, don't post them for free on the fucking internet. Just saying. True. Just yeah. saying. It does I mean, beg the I question know. how they would find the photos to want to purchase them, but, you know. There are agencies specifically designed for press people to sell photographs to news agencies. Well, there so, you go. You know, there are avenues one could take, you know, the tried and true methods that photojournalists have over the decades sold their images to news organizations as freelancers. But hey, what do I know? I just work here. (laughs) We just tell everybody exactly what happens here. 
Yeah, that's all. <laughs> uh, MetaThreads app is coming back down to earth after a blockbuster first week that saw the app becoming the fastest growing of all time. This always this this headline reminded me of my favorite story we've ever done, which is when CBS <laughs> launched their brand new app and said that they had the best download numbers ever. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes. CBS All Access. Thank you, baby. That, the Thank best you. ever. <laughs> One of my favorite things we've ever done on this show. Yeah, well, unsurprisingly, after it first launched, uh, the traffic is not as high. Because people have looked at it and signed up to it and went, Neh. yeah. Neh. <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of people out there are are like me. It's just fatigue. It's fatigue over social media networks. I, I see a lot of posts about like, I can't believe I have to be on another one. And that's kind of where it's at. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> people are realizing, oh, wait, I don't have to be on another one. Yeah, I can I go don't read a really. book. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've got all three. Uh, I've got Blue Sky. I've got Twitter. I've got uh, threads in a line in a folder called Waste of Time. And I hardly <laughs> ever launch them anymore <laughs> on my phone. So uh, market intelligence firm Sensor Tower reported a similar decline in engagement, writing in a report that the app has experienced a double digit decline in daily active users and user engagement since launch. Of course, uh, they point out this is expected. Duh. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we'll see what happens. The thing that infuriated me about this article, here's the sentence. At the same time, the app is missing a lot of basic features, including a non-algorithmic feed not easily dominated by brands and influencers. I mm -hmm. consider that the major feature. That would be the, the <laughs> only feature as far as I'm concerned. I hope I got, that does not change. <laughs> I've got mute fatigue. <laughs> I'm just I'm like, OK, mute, mute, mute. And then I'm like, ah, you know what? I don't have to look at this because everybody's just cross posting shit anyway. And yeah. also everybody's finding out that the people that they follow on Instagram, they like the pretty pictures that people post. They don't yeah. follow them for words. You looked really nice in a bikini. Oh, you like Trump. <laughs> yeah. And salad. <laughs> Thank you for telling me all about your salad. Great. Yeah. I, I I went back to Twitter just so I can post boot up episodes because I pay for fucking blue. I'm going to get something out of it. Yeah, using it. That's, that's literally all I'm using Twitter for is to post <laughs> links to boot up every week. Um, and uh, I do the same on Threads. I pop in there and I'm like, okay, yep, nothing different here. Then I pop over to Blue Sky, spam that. <laughs> then I pop over to LinkedIn, spam that. Then I go about my day because yeah. I got other shit to do. And oh my chase God. those elusive eyeballs, chasing the, chasing those downloads, baby. Give me them clicks. Mm -hmm. Give me them clicks. <laughs> uh, but here's the upside of threads mm -hmm. and, and in the pot kettle blackest thing I've ever heard in my life. Threads had to actually rate limit themselves because of the spam bots. Oops. And, you know, of course, Elon had to jump in on it and he didn't use a poop emoji, which I thought was pretty good. Mm, he just I must have missed that one. Otherwise, I would have responded with the poop emoji. Still going yes. strong with that one. But I I hardly ever log on. Let's be honest. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Uh, yeah. So uh, they, they had to uh, start rate limiting as well, which I mean, because the, the irony is that the threads launched early because Twitter had imposed rate limits and they saw that as a market opportunity to say, hey, come come be with us because, you know, we don't have rate limits. Well, that didn't, that, you know. <laughs> we do now. It's a feature. <laughs> yeah. We're rolling out all the new features, like getting rid of the normal timeline, mm -hmm. and adding rate limits, and being just like everybody else. Media Candy. So, Brian, this week I was bored and I was just flipping through Netflix. Late That's why night. you started a brand new podcast again. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, this was at night. I'm, I get bored <laughs> at night. I can't do anything at night. I, I start the podcast at four in the morning. Um, you got to you start a, a – you got boot up and then you've got to do lay down the nighttime yeah, show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Boot up and shut down. That's it. <laughs> uh, or just sleep. <laughs> Try sleep. Uh, so I was just flipping through and I found Inside Man and I saw it was a four-part series and it had David Tennant who I – you know, as, as you gush fan. on the show, yeah. I'm a mm-hmm. David Tennant fan. And Stanley Tucci who I'm also a huge fan of. Mm. And I saw that it was only also four parts. So I'm like, OK, I can do that. And uh, so I started watching it. And 10 minutes in, I'm like, oh, shit, there goes my night. <laughs> and I stayed up and binged the entire four hours and went to bed at 2 in the morning. You have uh, zero self-control, my friend. I know I do. I, I know. You know, <laughs> hey, I, I don't have alcohol anymore, but I'm still an alcoholic. I need something to fill that that gap in my soul. Uh, so Inside Man turned out to be it. I thought it was fantastic. Uh not uplifting in any way, shape, or form, but I thought it was fascinating. So, uh, all right, yeah, yeah, you probably would hate it, but hey, that's me. We'll uh, see. Uh, now I know what you're about to go into. Please don't spoil it. I was unable to watch last night. Okay, I'm not going to say anything about it. I, all my my title here in the show notes for you is exactly all I'm going to say. And I said Star Trek: Strange New Worlds is still amazing. It's still killing it. So. It's so good. It is just mm-hmm. so good. I can't wait to watch. Uh, I'm I'm actually. Oh, it's going to be a late night for me because we're taking the kid to Universal today, so I'm not going to be able to watch until we get home. Oh, it's driving mm. me nuts. Mm-hmm. Oh well, uh, I was bored earlier this week though, and thank you, Writer Strike and Actors Guild Strike. Uh, there's not a lot of new fresh content out there there's no fresh talent jason no fresh talent Um, so i uh watched because i'd heard from many people that it was actually surprisingly good i watched dungeons and dragons honor among thieves and with two glasses of wine it was thoroughly enjoyable okay (laughs) how about sober because i I can't do the two glasses of wine do you think it'll hold up sober (laughs) yeah actually i think i do because the acting they've got they've got really good actors they have captain kirk you know, uh, mm. they've got the chick from the Fast and the Furious 7000 movies, uh, Michelle Rodriguez. Um, yeah, it was it was funny. It was clever. It didn't. I mean, obviously, if you were super into Dungeons and Dragons, from what I've heard, um, it, they have a lot of like little inside jokes about that sort of thing. But just okay. as a straight up kind of fun fantasy movie, it was really enjoyable. Awesome. I will. A little check bit it out. too long, like most things are these days. But enjoyable. Oh, yeah. What is it with this thing? It's like minimum now is two and a half hours. I know. Can't we just have an hour 50 again? Yeah. Or even an hour 30. I like 91 minutes. I'm down with 91 minutes. (laughs) You can cut some of that fat, people. But I'll watch a four-hour miniseries (laughs) without blinking an eye. And that's why the movies are getting longer, Jason. That's why the movies are getting longer. (laughs) I guess. They just need to break them into parts and I'm set. (laughs) Uh, Well, the FIFA's Women's World Cup. 2023 edition started yesterday uh if you're curious as to how to find it and stream it i we have a link in the show notes that basically says where it is for wherever you're at um it is in australia and new zealand and they are attempting to try to put the major games at decent time slots where it's possible to watch here but a lot of the games (laughs) you'll be up at 3 a.m so yeah 
or at least I will be. I actually really do enjoy the Women's World Cup. Um, I, I'm a huge soccer fan to begin with. I love international soccer in particular. The Men's World Cup is is like my four-year vacation. Um, but I actually find the Women's World Cup is, is a bit more exciting because you don't really know what's going to happen. Okay. Um, they're not they're not as you know that's not as solid as like the men's world cup where you know you know there are 10 teams one of those 10 teams is going to win it because they're the best teams in the world and the other teams are just you know trying to get to the next round um there's that a little bit with the women's because there's funded teams and there are unfunded teams but it can be chaotic you don't know who's going to win every game it's not a sure thing which is pretty exciting so all right uh also you know if you get a chance to watch norway versus sweden Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. All right, all right. Anyways, Netflix added nearly 6 million new subscribers amid password sharing crackdown, so it's paying off. Uh substantial growth in subscribers in the months following its push to stop users from sharing accounts with people outside of their household uh increased by 8% during the second quarter of 2023. So, the tightened restrictions are working for Netflix. Uh, they're working so well that they're killing off the cheaper tiers now, the yes. cheaper ad-supported tiers, because they found that they can make more money on the ad-supported tiers. So they're they're saying, hey, you know, this is great for everybody, except everybody. Yeah, <laughs> we're except gonna... we're just becoming a regular yeah. network with ads now, that, except you're paying for it. Also, I'm not sure I would be doing this tact right now when your fresh talent is about to run out. Yeah, well, I mean, There's well... There's going to be new no shows to promote and to keep things going and to keep people's interest. Well, they might want to tell that to Peacock and YouTube as well, because both of them <laughs> also raised prices this week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Peacock went up a little bit here and there, and uh, YouTube Premium went up for $2, went up by $2 a month. This mm-hmm. is their first price increase since uh, 2018. Right. But uh, the, the great thing about it is, uh, so it's going up by $2 a month, but it, what, what it forced me to do, and they even sent me an email to the to the, the gist of this. It said, hey, you're paying through Apple Pay. If you cancel on Apple Pay and just come to YouTube, you'll still you'll actually still be saving money even with the price increase. And I'm like, right. that's a very good idea. I will do that. Thank you very much. So That is a good point. Yeah. So don't pay through Apple Pay is the, the goal because it'll be up to almost 20 bucks a month then. And I'm like, it ain't worth it. It ain't worth it for that. It ain't no. it ain't worth it for thirteen ninety nine a month. But <laughs> hey, you, you, you're stuck with some things, you know. Yeah. But yeah, everybody's uh, jacking up the prices. So I guess we'll see because uh, yeah, Paramount also interesting a timing. Too. Yeah. Interesting timing to jack up prices when you're in the middle of a negotiation trying to cl- claim that you can't afford to pay anybody anything. Mm hmm. Oh, well, I mean, so this, that, could, that could be the money. tactic. That could be yeah. the tactic that we need to we need to raise prices so we can pay the actors and writers more money because they're the bad guys. Yeah, could be. No, no Universal just has to pay for the tree trimmers to cut down all the trees on the, on the picket lines. Oh my god, I saw that. That was insane. The, the city's now investigating because the city's like, those are city trees. You're not supposed to touch them. Yeah, and Universal has done it. For, they said for three years in a row, which mm, sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know if you saw yesterday. Universal is now supplying them with tents nope. to. Uh, they're they're covering the to the, live uh, in since they don't pay them a livable wage. <laughs> That's it. During the day, it's for shade. At night, it is for shelter. That's how it works. You just camp out right here, and then you can walk into the writers' room in the morning, collect your pennies, and then go back to your tent. Go it's very convenient. Tent. You don't have to do the L.A. commute. I mean, it's a win-win.
Today's episode is sponsored by Private Internet Access, America's number one virtual private network, also known as a VPN. Even if you use incognito mode, your internet service provider is storing your browsing data and many times even selling it. But Private Internet Access, or PIA, can help. PIA encrypts and reroutes your internet traffic through one of its own servers, hiding your data from your internet service provider or network admin. And with servers in over 75 countries, you can get unrestricted access to geoblock content around the world. PIA comes with an easy-to-use app and browser extensions for all devices, a rock-solid privacy policy, open-source security, advanced customization settings, and it was just ranked the fastest VPN in the world by PCMag. If you sign up with PIA right now, you can take advantage of a special deal only for GOG listeners. By using our link, gog.show slash VPN, you can get complete digital privacy for less than $2 a month and four extra months for free, which means only $1.98 a month and up to 83% off. That's so much more inexpensive than virtually every other VPN on the market. And if you get it right now, you can take PIA's 30-day risk-free challenge. You can try it out for 30 days and see if you like it. If not, just return it for a full refund. So go to gog.show slash VPN and try out the best VPN on the planet completely risk-free. That's gog.show slash VPN. This episode is brought to you by Mood. Have you ever thought about elevating your THC experience, not to just feel good, but also to boost your creativity, focus, and energy? Well, I have some exciting news for all you cannabis enthusiasts. Mood has just launched their most potent product yet, introducing the hemp-based THCA flower. This edition marks a new era in the legal THC world, and it's something you've got to try, along with Mood's fantastic range of flower, gummies, vapes, and more. And here's a treat. Mood is offering our listeners a free THCA pre-roll and 20% off your first order. Just head over to hellomood.com and use our exclusive code GOG. I tried several of their products from the Uplifting Energized to the Mellow Chill, and I must say each provided a unique, enjoyable high. My favorite, definitely the Creative Strain. It sparked an incredible flow of ideas and had me breezing through my projects. Mood's latest introduction, the THCA Flower, is a game-changer, offering the classic cannabis high with a twist. With 10 high-inducing strains, it's their most potent lineup yet. What's even better is that all Mood products are extracted from hemp, making them federally legal and are regularly tested to ensure the highest quality. Sourced from small family farms, you're getting a product that's effective and pesticide-free. Whether you're new to THC or a seasoned aficionado, Mood has something for every vibe. Their in-house experts have tailored different strains to match specific moods, offering a range of products to suit any preference. From delectable gummies to classic flower and convenient pre-rolls, there's a multitude of ways to enjoy Mood's offerings. Try Mood's new THCA flower today. For a limited time only, get 20% off your first order in a free THCA pre-roll. Just go to hellomood.com and use promo code GOG. That's hellomood.com, code GOG for 20% off your order in a free THCA pre-roll. Elevate your mood with Mood today. Hey there, let me tell you about Factor, the meal delivery service that's making eating better a total breeze. I've been trying their ready-to-eat meals for over a week now, and let me just say they've leveled up my lunch game like nobody's business. As someone who's been living off microwave meals for years, I can confidently say that Factor's chef-crafted dishes blow those out of the water. The chicken stays juicy, the veggies are crisp, and the flavors absolutely delicious. 
I'm talking about meals like artichoke and spinach chicken and spicy poblano beef bowls. Out of this world. But here's the best part. These meals are ready in just two minutes. No prepping, no cooking, no mess. Just heat and eat whenever you're hungry. And with over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto, you'll never get bored. They've even got add-ons like smoothies and pancakes to keep you fueled up all day long. And if your schedule changes, no worries. You can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options without any cooking required. Plus, it's actually less expensive than takeout. And every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. So what are you waiting for? Sign up for Factor today and start eating better with zero efforts. Trust me, your taste buds will thank you. So head over to factormeals.com slash grumpy50 and use code grumpy50 to get 50% off. That's code grumpy50 at factormeals.com slash grumpy50 to get 50% off. The link for Factor will be in the show notes. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ups and doodads. Uh, I've never been a big Reddit fan. I'm on it, but I've never been part of the community. But veteran Reddit users have another thing coming after Reddit vowed to remove its famous gold awarding system. So famous, I've never heard of it. Yeah, the what's social that? media. <laughs> The social media platform, which has been headed straight into the ground these past few weeks, has now nuked every direct message you've sent or received before 2023. Did they nuke them or did they just hand them over to Mark Zuckerberg? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, they claimed some sort of update and meant that they couldn't port a bunch of old messages. And people are obviously very upset about this because some like some people have claimed they've lost seven years of chats while another posted about how they met their wife on Reddit and can no longer read their first exchanges and their early sexting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But everybody else can. Now, apparently you can write Reddit and they are able to pull this data and send it to you in a Word document. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> so there you go. So all is not lost, Redditors. You will be okay. Wow. Talk about what the fuckitude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a misstep on their part for sure. Like, how do you do that? How, how do you not see that coming and how do you not make people aware of it, which is the other real issue, because apparently it was just like posted in a subreddit at some point by some Reddit administrator saying, oh, by the way, we're, we're migrating to a new platform and you're going to lose all your messages. And nobody really saw it. So awesome. Yeah. Well, did, I mean, was anybody paying for this feature? Because if not, tough titty. Hmm, good point. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, if you're not, not paying for it, how can you expect them to be there tomorrow? Just yeah. saying. I'm just saying, you know, I'm, I'm just saying everything we've said for 10 fucking years. <laughs> uh, I, I actually got a new bit of uh, equipment, Jason. Um, Amazon Prime Day was, uh, what, two weeks ago or a week ago now, something uh, like whatever. that. Um, yeah. The new Apple Watch Series 8 pricing was stunningly low on Amazon, so I 
got one because I had an old like three, I think, or something. Oh, jeez. Or no, maybe it was a five. I can't remember what it was. Mm. Uh, So I got the new one. Bigger watch face. That is literally the only thing I've noticed about it because I don't really use period tracking. Okay. (laughs) Good. I mean, I suppose it's got the fall sensor now and it's got a bunch of other health features that I haven't really explored. I don't wear the watch when I'm in bed. That's when I charge it. So the sleep functionality that they've added didn't really do much for me. Yeah. But it's shiny and new, Jason. I like shiny and new sometimes. The thing is, I've got a Series 6, and mm-hmm. the guts of your 8 are exactly the same as my Series 6. So okay. they haven't updated the hardware in quite some time. So that's why I've stuck with my 6 for so long. I hear they might be changing it with 9. That's what I'm waiting for. I'm just waiting for the next update. I'm actually waiting for the next, uh, what are the Ultras or whatever, the the new fancy-pantsy big ding-dong ones. Yes, because um, of all the extreme sports you do, Jason. Exactly. Isn't that great? <laughs> uh um, the battery is dying on mine, and I just like I like the look of the new one. So I'm waiting for that thing to come. They're out. very pricey. The ultras that is uh, that is an investment. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. My uh, my my current Apple Watch just for some reason decided to <laughs> tell me that uh, when it when it heard that I said the the battery was dying more, uh, it was like uh, no, it's not. It literally <laughs> it was just like. <laughs> It just yelled at me. So maybe it is time to get rid of you. Maybe. You creepy little fucker. <laughs> oh, man. Well, congratulations on your new p- bit of gear. Yeah. Barely notice it. Yep. On the plus side, though, all my old uh, bands still fit on it, even though it's a bigger watch face, which is great. Yeah. Those bands have never changed. They've yeah, never changed. Really good. It's yeah, good wait, that they do that. Yeah. Wait till uh, the next version when it's all going to be USB-C. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this story and I just had to laugh. Photographer uses Adobe Firefly to fake vacation photos and fool his friends. Okay. This guy just created a whole vacation out of whole cloth and posted it on Instagram. And one, one person was called bullshit on it. And But to be honest, the photos actually looked pretty good. I got to give him credit. Now, they did a pretty I, good job. I would say maybe 5%, 5% he did such a good job faking it. 95% nobody cared. That's true because nobody cares about your vacation. <laughs> exactly. Everybody hates your vacation as a Oh, you went fact. on vacation. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Yeah, yeah. Swipe, <laughs> swipe, 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 swipe. Done. Okay. You back? Okay, let's go get a let's go get a beer. Okay. Where did you go? Oh, I don't care. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Uh but uh some, I, I think the one that was really the best one was the one where he looked miserable at the airport. Well, true <laughs> to life. About it. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know, context worked. Everything was fine. It's good. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a fun story. Uh, so this other story is just a head scratcher. Elusive first gen four gigabyte iPhone auctioned for a record $190,373. I still okay. have my iPhone one and I would sell it for $190. <laughs> I don't get that. Yeah, it doesn't even show up on my Apple exchange options. I know. So I can't old. even trade it in. Oh, <laughs> what the hell? Apparently, this was a very rare uh, four gigabyte version because they didn't. They were only out for a little bit uh, for two months. It had so the unforgettable fire by U2 placed on it. <laughs> still there. Can't get rid of it. <laughs> the only thing that still works on that phone. <sighs> so people just have way too much money. And I hope he just smashes it and turns it into an NFT, which would Ooh, be perfect. You listening, Melania? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh, she she doesn't have any money because nobody's buying her NFTs. (laughs) 
Okay. Um, and I do have one little bit of one password news. Mm-hmm. I have decided to finally bite the bullet and I started converting all of my two factor auth websites. Instead of using external authenticator apps, I switched them over to use one password's internal two factor authentication app. So much nicer. Oh, God. <laughs> so I'm much have to nicer. Do this then, aren't I? <laughs> oh, God. I, I don't have to pull my phone out anymore when I'm logging into a website on my laptop. It's That's great. Fantastic. Okay. Yeah. It is so much nicer. GOG.show slash 1Password. If you want to get uh, get a deal on 1Password, go check it out. Uh, the, Best the link password is the manager I've ever used. Hands down. Hands down. And, you know, you know, there's one thing, Brian, that I've noticed about 1Password in mm-hmm. all the years we've been covering tech news. Mm-hmm. We've never covered a breach of 1Password That's <laughs> ever. a good point. Yeah. LastPass. How many times have we covered LastPass breaches? Oh, that's weekly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there, there are other ones, too. Uh, yeah. One password, knock on wood. We don't need another David Bowie incident here. Guess what's happening uh, next week? <laughs> I knocked on the wood. Here we go. Where's <laughs> some wood? Here we go. Knocked. One password will still be fine next week. Please, please, please. GOG.show slash one password for a deal. But I've I got to say it is so much nicer having all of that two-factor shit in one place. Except yeah. for YouTube, which still makes you – or Google still makes you log in with a – fucking youtube thing oh uh one apparently you can fix that somebody wrote in and said we're yeah because there's some obscure setting that involves runes and chanting that makes it happen no what it is is you can have it text you instead of having to open the app you can say use use other methods it's still got to use it well unless you have it set up on your mac to get it to your messages app but it's still it's still a fucking obnoxious way to do it yes yes it is the dark side with Dave. Welcome to the Dark Side with Dave, with podcast super host Dave Bittner. Dave is the host of the Cyberware podcast for all your cybersecurity news. The co-host of Hacking Humans with Joe Kerrigan, discussing how humans are mean. The co-host of Caveat with Ben Yellen, because people are nosy. And the host of Control Loop, because industrial machines have feelings too. Hello, Dave. Hello. Good How's to be back. How's the COVID? Uh, I I I think it's gone. I'd say okay. I'm back to feeling like myself. The past couple days here, uh, I have not noticed my health, which is the best thing I can say. You know, that's that's always Perfect. the good thing about health. Not <laughs> right. thinking yes. about it. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, uh, yeah, I I <clears> think <throat> I'm back uh, back in good shape here, and I, I wish to never have it again. Yep, yeah, you sounded uh, you sounded rough last week, and you've got that pep in your voice back. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I was very – I was tired. Yeah, it yeah. really – the fatigue is is a real thing with COVID. So happy to be back. Uh, Brian, I'm eager to hear about your Disneyland trip. How, how did it go? Uh, it was awesome. Oh, um, good. Yeah, yeah. We got the Park Hopper Pass. So we started the day off at uh, – down – or at uh, – California Adventure is what they call it here. Um, yep, had a good, yep. good time over there. All the Pixar rides were big hits with the uh, the age group of the kids that we were with. Yeah. So they had a blast. And then we uh, went over to the main park itself in the afternoon. It was. It has been so hot here that uh, the park was surprisingly empty. Oh, and wow. It, it was wonderful. I mean, there were lots of people uh, around, but lines for rides were pretty short except for you know the big ones that you you would expect they always have a long line uh interestingly enough we were there the day that they were doing the haunted mansion premiere from disneyland for the movie um oh. now because of the writer's strike at the actor's strike 
Uh, I think it kind of foiled their plans because none of the actors attended. So <laughs> they, they, they had to pivot at the last minute. And what they did, and this was uh, this worked out perfectly for my son because my son likes villains. He likes mm. the bad guys and everything. Um, so they pivoted by having the Disney cast, who are not members of SAG-AFTRA, um, show up. They had all the bad guys from every movie there. So Cruella de Vil, uh, Maleficent, oh. all of them. And they were because they had to come in for the premiere anyways. They worked a full day, so they walked around the park. So my kid got to meet all the villains, and he was absolutely thrilled about all that. So nice. it, was a, it was a very interesting, fun day, uh, as always. I mean, at the end of the day, and I, I was talking about this with some people last night. We were, we were getting into like – we were talking um, – he was he's one of the lawyers at Shopify, and we were talking stock prices and all this other stuff. And I was like, I'm constantly confounded as to how Disney stock price is down because not only is their streaming network like – perfect for people that have kids and you were locked and loaded and you were going to pay that whatever they charge you you're going to pay for a good <laughs> 10 to 15 years of your life if right. you have a kid and, and the parks are just i mean i know they're exorbitantly expensive but my god do they do it right compared yeah. to everybody else i mean it is a flawless experience yeah that's true yeah. The one i i would i wonder did you all ride the incredit coaster over at uh, california adventure uh, my kid freaked out at the last minute and was not going to do that. So ah, I did not okay. get to ride it. But uh, yeah, half of our group did. We uh, One of our, our COVID bubble friends, uh, their daughter is, is like, she's going to be, she's going to be a handful. Uh, she is a daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> she will do everything. So <laughs> yeah. The yeah. thing I love about that ride is how they integrate the soundtrack from The Incredibles, which I think is one of the great movie soundtracks ever. Oh, it's a uh, good one, yeah. Yeah, and so you have speakers built into the headrest of the coaster, and it just works. It, it's really well done, and it's a, uh, it's a fun coaster anyway, but having that music along with it just takes it to another level. Yeah, it was it was a good time all around, and uh, I'm hoping, you know, I'm, I'm we're, we're dipping his toes into the roller coasters with the... With the more kiddie ones, and we took him on Pirates of the Caribbean with the drop and all that. So uh -huh. he's starting to get into it. But uh, speaking of Pirates of the Caribbean, I have not ridden that ride in many, many years. The addition of the Johnny Depp character into popping up here and there is is jarring. But I mean, I get it. It's <laughs> yes, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you, what is it? You no longer, uh, you no longer buy a bride. Oh um, yes, the wenches, the wenches. Uh, thing is is gone is yes. long gone um now right. it's always the women chasing the men but it's like they're they're carrying like a cupcake and she's got a roller because you know he stole a cupcake because right. that's what right. pirates do yeah. <laughs> right right yeah um no. yeah but still uh, uh, so with the group that we were with uh, they hadn't ridden the ride in many many years either and certainly it was the first time taking their kids on the ride as well and, she, and the wife looked over at me and was like i don't remember this being so dark I'm like, mm. well, they actually cleaned it up a bit, but it, yeah, it's still pretty dark. It's yeah. gun shooting and jail and yeah. Right. Right. Yep. Well, good. It's I'm about glad pirates. You had a good time. Come on. Yes, it's about pirates. <laughs> it's, it's, well, it's, it does what yeah. it says on the tin. Yeah. It's also that era. I think we talked about when I got back from my big Disney trip earlier this year, how we went in the Country Bear Jamboree and were left with our jaws on the floor because of how <laughs> weird and racist. dark it is. Well, <laughs> yes. yes, but also, but just dark. There's this whole – one of the bears sings this song about like blood everywhere. He's like, blood <laughs> on the horse, blood on the ground, blood on the saddle. We're, like, we're all looking at each other going, what is going on? How did this yeah. – how did this and get as, approved? 
And as kids, when we saw it, we didn't bat an eye. But now as seeing it through the eyes of an adult with a kid, you're like, what is how is he still here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I'm glad you had a great time. I, uh, I was thinking about you all and uh, that's perfect to have the a light to be to end up being there on a light day. That's all you yeah. can ask for. Yeah, it was really fantastic. So wonderful cool. time. Yeah, I'm just you. I'm just wondering why why did they call it California Adventure when it's in California? Shouldn't it just be called Adventure? <laughs> well, uh, again, a, that's, a, that's a fair question. It's a fair question, but obviously they are mostly catering towards people that are not from California that are coming out to visit. So, so I guess the theory is, um, why don't you just come to our park and give us a thousand dollars instead of actually going to San Francisco or driving around California? Yeah, <laughs> right. And right. stay out of Compton. Yeah. Oh yeah, that right. Com- Compton land is a bit scary. Talk yeah. about dark. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's, I think you know. Similarly with Epcot, it's like, well, I've never been to France, but I've been to Epcot, so that's pretty much the same thing. It's right? close. Yeah. <laughs> a, they, they were rude and sent and sold me an eight dollar croissant. Yeah, yeah, right. that's about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. So a little bit of cybersecurity news here just for uh, the giggles. Do we yeah, have this to? Kind of, this one's kind of funny. <laughs> Come on. Uh, we're going to be getting a new labeling system for our IoT devices called the Cyber Trust Mark. Mm-hmm. And uh, it comes with a QR code because no. that's going to that's mm-hmm. keep us protected. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. This, this seems kind of like uh, uh, security theater to me. It's uh, you're going to have to have your devices verified and you're going to have to meet certain standards that are going to be uh, tested by third party labs. But there are so many, so many IoT devices out there and and all of this stuff nowadays that is this even going to matter? Do you guys think? Well, in a world in which we have a label saying, please do not eat the silicon packaging (laughs) or do not drink the gasoline. Uh, what's one more label? <laughs> I, I, I saw one. I, there was somebody posted to our Discord. It said, you know, stripe towards card holder. And then underneath it, it said, you are the card holder. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, the, this is the world yes. we're in now, right? Mm-hmm. Like everything and, is labeled beyond all. Well, I mean, obviously, <laughs> there's a reason those labels are there because people are dumb. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't have a problem with this. It's to your point, there's so many things out there now. This this department is going to have to staff up big time. I think we're all going to be employed by them at some point. <laughs> I so. think every label tells a story and um I to me this is the cybersecurity version of the Energy Star label. Right. right? Okay. So, mm-hmm. it's it's not going to change the world. But it's not bad that it's there. It's voluntary, by the way. This is there's no there's no regulatory backup for this. So mm-hmm. you know, organizations do this on their own accord in order to get the label. And so I think they see it as being perhaps a competitive advantage if you're you know cruising the aisles at Best Buy or scrolling through Amazon and you see some things have the label and some don't. Then yeah, maybe there's buy the one that there. has it. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's good. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do in terms of enforcement because I can see everybody on Amazon just slapping the label on there whether they actually have it or not. So that yeah. could be a problem. Um, it's interesting to me that this is being headed up by the FCC. That's – I'm not quite sure what to make of this. I, I actually have a um, – a call next week with someone uh, f- someone from the White House about this Ooh, very issue. Fancy. I know, right? And um, 
Wear your, ask wear your stormtrooper helmet, please. I mean, Kamala's not doing much, so yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I said when they when they said uh, uh, someone from the White House wants to come on f- to talk about this, I said it's, if it's not Biden, I don't want to talk to them. <laughs> and uh, no, it's not Biden, and I'm going to talk to them. So, right. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't um, know why the FCC is doing it either. So, uh, I hope you bring an answer to the table next week. Yeah, I don't know, and it could be that they have more. Regulatory enforcement. Maybe they have less on their plate. I don't know. Is it more but, time uh, on their hands? <laughs> right. Exactly. There's, I, I don't know, but um, it's, it is a question I'm planning on asking. So, but okay. I, I think this is this, this is overall a good thing. It doesn't require a lot of effort. Uh, it's good to bring attention to this sort of thing, even to to get people in a mindset that they should be comparison shopping these things, and that security is something to be top of mind. Eh, it's all good. Not going to yeah. change the world, but um, it's I not like going it. to hurt. Right, yeah. right, yeah. right. And <laughs> that's that's the high bar we've set for ourselves yes. these days. We're going to spend <laughs> millions of taxpayer dollars on something that ain't going to hurt. Right. <laughs> if we're lucky, we'll come out the same as we did when we went in. <laughs> exactly. It's all we can hope for nowadays. It's all you know, we can hope for. Maybe Jason would have ended up with less Chinese security cameras had this been around <laughs> earlier. This is the that's theory. Right. That's right. <laughs> That's no, right. I was still broke. I was going to get what I got. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Now, I, I do like the fact that they will require strong default passwords. That'll be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, what would be better is, you know, I they don't specifically say that they're going to require, you know, automatic software updates. But that would be the best thing if, if cameras required automatic software updates. <laughs> Come on. That would be mm-hmm. fantastic. But, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. It's just a thing. It's a new thing. Thought I'd bring mm-hmm. it up. Yeah, Something I for us it, to poop on. <laughs> I I suspect that it'll eventually just fade in the background the same way that Energy Star does. You don't yeah. you don't think about it and if you buy any device that isn't from Apple, chances are it has one of these stickers on it and Yeah. And like just, when you go to Best Buy and there's just the annoying strip of labels that you pull off of things right. when you purchase them. Yeah. Exactly. Right. It'll be just one and more. And for five seconds, you feel good about yourself for having made the decision to buy something that has Energy Star on it. And you think, oh, yeah. I'm saving the world. And, and then you move on with your life. Yeah. Is depending this well listed? You know? Depending right. on where they put the labels, we might see an uptick in people buying Gooby Gone. So I'll buy some stock in that company. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> So uh, some sad news this week uh, saw the announcement that earlier this week um, Kevin Mitnick died and uh, Kevin was uh, perhaps the most famous hacker in the world. Uh, Certainly from a a certain – folks who are of a certain age, um, Kevin was probably the most well-known hacker that I can think of. Um, uh, Started out as a phone freaker. Uh, He was very much into ham radio. So sort of came up with that first generation, that first wave of folks who were using the telephone system and modems and that sort of thing to break into other people's systems. Mm-hmm. Um, he got caught. He did time mm-hmm. and eventually uh, got out of jail, turned his life around, became a security consultant, um, Was uh, had an ownership interest in no before um and uh, evidently passed this week from pancreatic cancer so yeah. uh, very sad sad to hear that 
Yeah, I, I didn't know who he was when I was a kid, but uh, to circle back to Disneyland again, um, I certainly benefited from some of his work. Phone freaking was something that we all did at Disneyland because they used to have banks of pay phones and uh, we'd learned the codes to make like free phone calls and, or to set the phone to, you know, start ringing in five minutes, uh, all of that sort of stuff. That was that was how we spent our time in Disneyland as young kids. So thank you. Uh, thank you, Kevin, for that. It was fun. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't say I knew him very well. I, I met him a few times. I interviewed him a few times. And he's one of those folks where, like, if we cross paths at trade shows or something, we would stop and say hello and just, you know, sort of a you know polite how are you, that sort of thing. Never never mm -hmm. really – I can't say he was a friend, but he was an acquaintance. Um, I'm actually looking right now. He was – one of the things he was famous for was his business cards. Yep. And I'm holding one right now, which was uh, I never I, got one. Damn. I think he was the first person to do the lock picking business card. So his business mm -hmm. card is made out of metal and it's been die cut, you know, stamped to have lock picking tools be <laughs> part of it. Um I don't know if he was the original. I I, I suspect, you know, there Kevin got um one of the, the accusations that people often made about Kevin was that he was uh mostly a social engineer and that perhaps his technical skills were not so great. So he was often accused of kind of riding on the shoulders of others. That's because degree. geeks are catty. <laughs> well, you know what? So I was thinking about this that this week. And one of the things it reminds me of is the way I've heard jazz musicians talk about pop stars. Yeah. Which is sort of they resent them for their popularity there's some jealousy, yes. <laughs> There's some jealousy, but what you'll hear them, what you hear the jazz people say about the pop stars is, well, they can't play, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I have a friend who I went to high school with, who's a who's a professional jazz musician, and I remember t talking to him once about Duran Duran. He's like, yeah, they're you know, they can, none of those guys can play, and I said, well, well you know what, they can actually play melodies that people like more than yours. Exactly. <laughs> I said, think about all the people who have danced to their music, who have fallen in love, who have, you know, used their music to comfort them when they lost a loved one or whatever. Just like they have this tremendous amount of influence and can't we be just okay with that? Yeah. And look, if it's sexy can. time, I'm putting on my chauffeur by Duran Duran, not freeform jazz. <laughs> there you go. I'm there just saying. <laughs> there you go. So I, I'm not sure if Kevin Mitnick was the first one to do this sort of business card. I think – I wonder if he was um, following the footsteps of Waz who famously had a metal business card that I believe had a serrated edge on one side of it. And he would famously – because it was a business card, he could take it on to flights where, that, where knives were prohibited mm -hmm. and um, because you know I guess Waz always flew first class. He would be served things like steaks. And he would take out his business card and use it to cut the steak rather than have to use the plastic knife that they gave you on the plane. So, you know, Waz was famously subversive. And I wonder if Kevin got the idea from that or not. Regardless, it's, it's a nice little keepsake and I'm, I'm glad that I have it. And, um, you know, I, I don't lot, – lots of people have lots of uh, bad things to say about Kevin. I'll use the cliche that um, he was always nice to me. And every interaction I had with him was pleasant. Uh, he struck me as one of those folks who was kind of larger than life when he was on stage. But one-on-one, -on -one, he was much quieter and introspective and more of an introvert, which 
I, I, I think it's not that unusual for folks in his position. So yeah, sad to see him go. Yep, yeah. yep. My, uh, my. I never got to meet the guy, but I, I was uh, introduced to him during the Free Kevin movement because uh, his web mistress at the time worked with me, and I uh, ended up dating her for a while. Brian, you met her. We went to uh, the Goo Goo Dolls together. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Carrie Zero was her name back then, and. Uh, she turned me on to Freedom Downtime, which is a great documentary about when Kevin was in jail. It does not have the production value of a modern day movie. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. kind of a grassroots 2600 thing with uh, Emmanuel Goldstein and the crew in there. So it's it's well worth watching. The whole thing's free on YouTube. I, I recommend checking it out. Very but, cool. Uh, it's uh, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good uh, kind of summation of what was going on back then. It, it is definitely – a one-sided point of view of the yeah. entire debacle. But yeah. I never got his business card, but somewhere, somewhere I've got some of the original Free Kevin stickers. From oh, nice. His, yeah, because he was in jail when, when I was introduced to him. Um, okay. And he was try- they were trying to get him out. So, but uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it, was, it was a shocker. It was definitely mm-hmm. a shocker when I saw that. And sadly, his wife is pregnant with their first kid, which is right. even really sad. Yeah, really sad. definitely. Yeah. Uh, continuing along the theme of um, death, uh, <laughs> Tony Bennett died. <laughs> you know, I was never really a big fan. I can't say I, I, I've never owned a Tony Bennett album. I've never sought mm. out Tony Bennett. But when I woke up this morning and I saw the news, it made me inexplicably sad. It's just yeah. one of those things that have always been there. Like Tony Bennett yeah. has always existed as long as I've existed. And right. now he no longer exists, and that makes me sad somehow. I think I'm just starting to get old. <laughs> so, yeah. He, yeah. I mean, he's he was one of the few remaining living connections to that age, to the, mm-hmm. the Frank Sinatra, um, Sammy Davis Jr., that that age. Um, you know, a little younger than those folks, but um, certainly well-respected. Um, I, I was a big fan of his as someone who um, studied vocal music and, and mm-hmm. singing and all that kind of stuff. Um, he was the real deal. And um, I included a, a link here to what I think is my favorite Tony Bennett song. Uh, it's his take on the song I Got Lost in His Arms. He does I Got Lost in Her Arms. Uh, it's from the musical Annie Get Your Gun, which was written by Irving Berlin. And uh, this was an album that Tony recorded, I think he was around 60 when he recorded this. And Mm -hmm. uh, to get in a little bit of the the technical weeds here, his breath control in this song just floors me. I mean, I am in my 50s and I I haven't been able to have this kind of breath control since I was probably in my 30s. So, and I'm not a professional singer. I'm not doing it every day. It's not the thing I make my living doing. So, all that stuff applies to him. But what a, what an artist! And just to, the technical chops that he had as well uh, were impressive. It wasn't just a a pretty face or a you know strong personality. He the guy could really sing. Well, I mean, he he could still really sing in his 80s or however yeah. old he was when he did that stuff with Lady Gaga. I remember yep. seeing you know the live performances, and I was like, he could barely walk, but man, could he sing! You know, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and I saw him a few times. Uh, I think I think all the times I saw him were were at Wolf Trap, which is a 
uh, outdoor amphitheater here uh, near where I live. Uh, it's run by the National Park Service. And something that he would do for all of his concerts was at the end of the show, he would have them turn off all of the amplification and he would sing America a cappella <laughs> unmiked. Nice. And That's amazing. The guy <laughs> could still fill, you know, this is a 15,000 seat arena with, um, with two thirds of that as lawn, you know, and he, he filled the place. So, right. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I do remember his Amy go. Winehouse uh, duet album, which was pretty. I thought that was pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. But oh, I, I totally do know forgot some, about that one. Yeah, that yeah, was that good. was that was really mm-hmm. good. And I do know some people that do know Tony and uh, say had had nothing but amazing things to say about him the yeah. entire time. There's, they said that he was one of the most genuinely nice people in show business that they've ever known. I met him so. once, um, and it was just a brief kind of thing. I was there was uh, there used to be a music festival here called the HF Festival. I don't know if you guys ever heard of it. I've heard of um, it. Yeah. There's a there's a radio station here. Uh, used to be a progressive station called WHFS, and they had a festival at a stadium. And right when Tony Bennett was making his comeback, uh, suddenly found himself popular and and um, interested in by the MTV generation. He made a surprise appearance at the HF Festival. And I happened to be – this is back in my TV days. I was doing a promotional video for the festival itself. So I was backstage and um, in comes Tony Bennett. And it was just <laughs> like – I mean it was it was as if someone were doing the best Tony Bennett impersonation you could ever imagine because he just comes in and he's just like, hey, how are you? Hey, great to see you. Hey there. You know, just <laughs> like and, – and he made everybody in the room feel like they were the most important person in the room. There was There was no ego. There was – he was just accessible and friendly and a big smile and had time for everybody. Um, so, you know, I, I, I got to say hello to him and shake his hand, but and then he was gone. <laughs> but, yeah. but it was a thrill and uh, left feeling like uh, not only is he super talented, but he seemed to be like one of the good guys. Nice. Very yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I I uh, I got myself a pair of AirPods Pro two on Prime Day. They were mm-hmm. like fifty bucks off, and uh, the only AirPods I had were the original AirPods, and the batteries were failing in those. So I decided to live a little and uh, bought myself a set of AirPods Pro two. Mm-hmm. I have to say I love them. They <laughs> are amazing. I don't do either one of you have any of these. I have AirPod Pro ones. Uh, yeah, I got the Pro ones so, as yeah. well. Okay, I've never tried the Pro ones, but the noise cancellation on these things is unbelievable. <laughs> like I can be sitting uh, on the couch and my wife can be watching TV. I don't hear the TV at all. Right, yeah, I can it's un- be taking it's unnerving. a walk. It's so good; it's unnerving. At least, yes. I mean, even with the ones, it's it's kind of like weird. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's really uh, weird. Cars driving by, airplanes flying overhead. Um, and, and I've had noise canceling headphones like the, you know, Bose and Sony and those sorts of things, which work great on an airplane, mm-hmm. uh, and, and that sort of thing. But this somehow is just the next level. The, the, the degree to which these, uh, adjust on the fly to all kinds of different things is, uh, like you said, Jason, it's, it's a little weird at first. Yeah. And I've got um, the Bose QC35 twos. And okay. those are really, really good as well, but they're just not as good as – even my AirPods Pro 1s are, are yeah. still better than that. Yeah. Uh, very impressed with the sound quality. They have a way more low end than I thought they would have. 
Um, so, yeah, so far so good. I'm very pleased. Um, I'll include a link to an article here where um, folks are using them as hearing aids, yeah. which I think is really interesting. Yeah. Um, a lot Apple cheaper. Has, Look better. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Apple has a lot of that functionality built in. Um, when I got the AirPods, they they scan your ears. You hold your phone up to your ear and it takes a picture of your ear and does something to adjust the AirPods to the shape of your ear. And evidently there's some tests you can take that will also create kind of like your own EQ curve depending on how your hearing responds, which mm-hmm. is a hearing aid basically. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Pretty much, yes. you know, and I'm at the age where I know my hearing is not perfect anymore. So, I, I suspect this might be something I'll play with. So, yeah, really, really yeah. pleased. I have to say, you know, Apple stayed off of Amazon forever and ever and ever, and I kind of understand why. Uh, I picked up a new Apple Watch. I upgraded my watch during Prime Day too because the deals were so good. Like, yeah. I'm not sure I would buy an Apple product anymore. I will wait for Prime Day and see what they've got. And if it's mm. one of the things I want, that's what I'll buy because the deals were phenomenal. Right, right. Yeah. And Apple is not known for their deep discounts. No, <laughs> no. Right. Like They're the company you know. who'll sell a six-year-old Mac Pro for the same price they sold it at when it was introduced, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the irony is they just got fined in Spain this week for the uh, the Amazon-Apple deal for running the store, not letting in, uh, uh, was it uh, verified sellers? Right onto the platform, so so enjoy it while you can. This I will. Might be changing. I did. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so I want to close with a quote that I saw this week, and I, I'm not going to have it exactly right. And, and I regret that I didn't. When I saw it, it came and went. It sort of flowed by through social media, and I didn't capture who said it. So I apologize for not being able to give it proper credit. But someone was talking about Gen Xers, which the three of us are. Mm-hmm. And they said Gen Xers were 30 when they turned 10. And now that they're in their 50s, they are still 30. True. I think I w- that is dead on accurate. I would yep. say 20. No. <laughs> I'm more no. like 20. Well, well you, you guys okay, are adults. Yes, you. <laughs> yeah, me. I'm, <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm still, thir- I'm still right, 13, right. so it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I think this yeah, is Yeah, you got a little Benjamin accurate. Buttons going on for you, Jason. You're, you're <laughs> aging backwards. But. Yeah. <laughs> Right. But yeah. I feel like we all – we grew up quickly because latchkey so many, kids. we were latchkey yep. kids. We were self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. Um, but now <laughs> – yeah, but now that we're in our 50s, we're still acting as though we're in our 30s. And, Cargo and, shorts, T-shirts, AirPods right, in. Right. It's exactly Nostalgia. what I'm wearing. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Playing, yeah. Exactly. We refuse to grow up. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Why? I, I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Like, what am right. I going to do? Get a bowler cap, hat and wear that around town with a cane? Like I'm yes. comfortable in my cargo shorts and t-shirt. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was in the grocery store earlier this week and I saw a gentleman walking around pushing a cart and he, and he had a three-piece suit on and I went, wow. Wow. <laughs> like you just don't see people dressed that formally anymore. Um, I have to so. be honest. I don't know if I've ever owned a three-piece suit ever. <laughs> I did when no. I was like 10 to go to church in. Right. But then you it. turned 30 immediately and got rid of it. So. Exactly. <laughs> Burned yeah, my ties. I never ties, had a three-piece you know? suit. No. I own a tuxedo, which I think is pretty grown up of me. But That's uh, pretty fancy, Dave. Yeah. I got to say. You know, yeah. so but here's do, the deal. You wear your Stormtrooper helmet when you wear your tuxedo. Yeah, so come that's on. Right. Now that's that's true. That's right. Well, I, the thing is I do enough emceeing that it makes sense for me to – 
it's actually sensible for me to have a tuxedo. So. That's true. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. no, that that quote was definitely going around. I saw it multiple times, and yeah, it resonates big time. <laughs> yeah, so, yes, agreed. Yeah, they <laughs> yeah. nailed it. Yep. All right, guys, I will okay. see you next time. Take care. Alrighty, bye. Closing shout outs over at Patreon. We've got Roman. Welcome, Roman. Yeah, how's life going after secession? Yeah, really. Still at man. the bar. Yeah, having a well, few he's days. obviously got enough scratch to help us out, so appreciate well, he it. is a multimillionaire no matter what. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Uh, over at PayPal, we've got Dag, Blake Bowling, Ramsey, Andrew, Mike, Tom, Joseph, Gabriel, who gave us $21.12. That might be a rush shout-out, perhaps. Nathaniel and Brian, thank you all so much. And over at Stripe, we've got Sean, Karen, and Roman again, because Roman does have all he's the— He's drunk he, at the bar. He is he's drunk at the bar. money. Yeah, tossed us another 40 bucks on the tip jar. So thank you, Roman. Thank you. And no reviews this week, unless uh, you count all the Cialis reviews on the website. We got lots of those. Yeah, our our pod page site is uh, stuck about 20 years ago in terms of uh, captchas and things like that, apparently. Or the bots are just getting smarter. Or Elon's very bored. AI, man. It's all about the AI. (laughs) Yeah. Well, until next time, I'm Brian Schulmeister. And I'm Jason DeFilippo. Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. Show notes and links to everything we talked about today are at GOG.show slash 610. GOG.show slash donate is the place to drop us a few bills so we can keep bringing you this top-notch entertainment. Sharing the show with your friends and enemies or anyone in between is free and can be almost as good as cash. At GOG.show, you can find a link to our Discord channel if you want to chat with us and other show fans and trade some swanky gifts and the like. Head over to GOG.show slash contact to send us your feedback, comments, or links to cool shit we think we should talk about. GOG.show slash review is where you can toss us a review and preferably five stars and don't tell us about Cialis because we're fine in that department. I I personally have Viagra, but hey, (laughs) I don't even have that. What am I talking about? I'm single. (laughs) Jesus. We need ads for Tinder, apparently. (laughs) Seriously. Come on. (laughs) Do people still use Tinder? What are the kids on these days? I have no idea. I have no idea. The kids are out at the bar because social media sucks. Okay, good. Who knows? Back, oh no, back I don't to know reality. I don't know if you've read the news. Nobody's screwing anymore, so that's that's what that's where it's at. More screwing for me. There you go. Oh wait, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> no, it doesn't work that way. Unfortunately, <laughs> it is not a zero sum game. Damn. <laughs> Stay oh, grumpy. I'm gonna pick it all up. <laughs> <laughs> Looky here, what I found. There's some screwing on the ground. <laughs> Best Stay outro grumpy. ever. Go ahead. Go, go. I got to go home now and cry. <laughs> <laughs>